0: Really, if you're not true to yourself and you're not in integrity with yourself, then you can't live a life of purpose. You can't. So if you make a promise and you make a commitment, whether you want to do it or not, you do it. Okay? And it's by doing, living that intentional, purposeful life will allow the universe to bring you other opportunities to guide you that way, in that direction. But when we're not true to ourselves, we can never be true to other people. Do you want to wake up
1: feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be? Into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Thanks so much for joining today. I've got such a great episode today. I talked with Lisa Thomas. Lisa is an inherited energy expert and she works with people from all over the world, helps them to discover the blocks that are holding them back and how to remove these blocks and achieve success. She is really one of the most fascinating people I've just ever come in contact with. I found her years ago. I've done some of her programs and y'all, her programs are amazing. I'm going to leave some links in the show notes so that you can go check these out for yourself. But today we talk about the things that we inherit that hold us back from excelling and moving forward in life. She is so fascinating. You're going to love this episode. There's so many things we got to talk about and so many things we didn't get to talk about. So I'm excited to bring her back to kind of dive in to other things that we didn't cover. But you're going to learn so much about what you've inherited, the things that you don't even know are holding you back. It's going to be pretty enlightening, I think. So y'all enjoy this episode. Check out the links in the show notes and check Lisa out. Y'all are going to love her. Enjoy. Okay, y'all. Let's get going. I'm so excited to bring on Lisa today, and we are talking about energy blocks, how to get unstuck, letting go of fear, perfectionism, negative thoughts, all of that stuff, being able to move forward in life. So thank you so much for joining today, Lisa.
0: Thank you. I'm excited, folks. Yes,
1: me too. So you are an inherited energy expert. Can you talk a little bit about what inherited energy is and how we might release the blocks that are associated with that?
0: Okay. Two-part question. One. Mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so let's, talk, let's start with the inherited part. This is what comes down through our lineage. It gives us our gifts and our talents as well as our phobias and our we inherit trauma energy. So we all have our own unique DNA code that makes us, you know, how tall we are. It gives us brown, green, or blue eyes, and those are the things that cannot change in the helix, in the you know, in that. But within the DNA is how it expresses itself, and that comes and is based on the life experiences of our ancestors. So if they inherit, if they experienced a trauma, that can get trapped and get passed down in the cell memory of our bodies. It does not mean that everybody in the family inherits the same thing, okay? And it also doesn't mean that it will show up the same way for each person in the family, all right? And it doesn't mean that you begin experiencing these things right at birth, mm-hmm. right? It can begin to express itself later, like when a trauma happens. And so it's just interesting to learn that we are a byproduct of our bloodline. Yeah. And over the years, I've really realized that it doesn't matter what family we landed in okay, per se, but our bloodline as a whole is very important. And when it's released from one person, it will release from everyone. So a mother can work and, have, and release through the mother and it'll release from the children. No way. Yeah. And you release from the mother and it'll release from whoever she inherited it from going back how many generations it came. That's crazy. It's a tender mercy. I yeah. really call it a tender mercy of the universe. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Or of God, right? It's That's a tender right. mercy. Amazing.
1: So then what kind of blocks do we inherit from that? What kind of blocks?
0: It can be as many as you can think of Mm -hmm. as a person experiences. So we can have a fear of failure. We can have a fear of success. We can have a fear of spiders. So they really show up in fears. It can show up in what are we procrastinating? And so a good way to think of it as an individual is to really be mindful of how you're showing up in the world, how you're showing up day to day. Be mindful of those things that keep repeating. So the perfect example is for those that maybe are single, okay, are you attracting or are you attracted to the same individual with a different face, right? So you keep attracting in those emotionally unavailable partners, right? That is an inherited pattern. You can even have an inherited pattern of mothers and daughters not getting along. Interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. And, but you have to look at at yourself and be open to what keeps repeating. Do I procrastinate when I really know I should do something? So am I avoiding what's best for me? Do I have a belief that I'm not worthy of more? So they can show up in limiting beliefs, right. false beliefs. It can show up in blocks around money and false beliefs that you can't be spiritual and prosperous, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, we don't just inherit things, just one drop in the bucket, right? Right. But when you can release these things, then it allows the floodgates to open, I have found.
1: So a lot of these things that so you, you you mentioned the fear of success and fear of failure and money blocks, well, a lot of those are like hidden as other things. Like we don't know that we have right. those. How do we uncover those?
0: You need a healer. You yeah. really do. You know, and I do have a program coming out for the individual to figure it out themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then... But it's multi-layered. And the reason I say that is we can only go so deep on ourselves, Right. Because that subconscious is like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, we don't need to do anymore. And so you kind of hit that barrier. And so by having somebody else is an added bonus, but I am coming out. I'd love that you asked that question because I do have something coming out. All right. Yeah. And it should be out in the next couple months. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna p- I'll am gonna. i put a link to it. That's That would okay. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect mm-hmm. timing. <laughs> yeah. So
1: what are some of the things that we, just to give people kind of like, you know, scraping the surface on this, what are some things that we might tell ourselves? Because fear of success sounds absurd, right? Like why would we be afraid of succeeding? What are some things that we're telling ourselves that where that would be the case?
0: Okay, so if you have a fear of success, here's some different things that'll show up because you'll self sabotage. You can have a fear of being visible. And so you're like, yeah, I can't go speak on stage because I can't do it. I can't remember my words. Like you create these stories right around why you can't do something. A fear of success can come where you've reached a certain level of success. And then you think, well, if I have more then I'm being selfish, again, it's a story. The other thing is we'll sabotage our success and not show up when we say we will. We'll start being late for things. We will be sick. We'll get sick. We procrastinate when we need to really turn an article in or we need to do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of it goes back to an inherited emotion called shame. And it's always inherited to begin with, always. Now, it can mean then that because of that energy things show up in our life that are embarrassing to us. And so it like retraps, it revalidates that we're not enough. But shame is complicated. It's not an easy little word. You can have a fear of being embarrassed. So maybe then you were embarrassed when you were in the third grade and the teacher called you stupid or, you know, they wouldn't do that now, but 20 years ago they would have. Sure. sure. Okay. It's with you. Right. So it'll come up around the fears and the actions you're not taking.
1: Right. And speaking on emotions, you talk a lot about anxiety and overwhelm and how that kind of, it stops your progress. So what is kind of, I guess, what is the opposite of that? What emotions should we be turning that into to move past those blocks?
0: You want to really focus on that you're enough, okay? So really activating that confidence and knowing you're enough and kind of talk yourself through it. I am enough to do this whether I believe it or not, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you really want to focus on, I am empowered, even though I don't have that third degree. I literally had a client that came to me, had two PhDs, right? Two PhDs and felt like, and he was a janitor, by the way. Wow. Yeah. So you talk about a lot of shame, a lot of low self-worth. And he was validating in his education. His education was supposed to validate him. And yet, even after that, he wasn't able to do it. He was not able to take action. That's crazy. But it's real. It happens a lot, not necessarily two PhDs. That's very rare, but he was extremely smart. And so he started college when he was 16. So when your whole worth is based on how smart you are, then all of a sudden, you know, you're out of that. You know, I really encouraged him to become a professor, Mm -hmm. you know, and really got that moving. But you can see how if all of your worth is based on one thing, right, then it's very easy to not take action in it.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So a lot of coaching and programs you see kind of focus on the behavior, right? But you go Mm -hmm. deeper and you Mm -hmm. talk about epigenetics and like you were talking about when we first started talking. So how is that different than just focusing on the behavior and then going to that like cellular level?
0: That's a good question, Hope. (laughs) The cellular level is the root cause. That's the thing that we're not aware of. We're not consciously aware of. So have you ever been in a situation where, where you've set a goal in January and you say, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. I'm going to go do this, 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 and this, right? And you can't, you can set that goal a hundred times. You can be a hundred years old and it still doesn't didn't last, right? right? Right. And that's that pattern of setting yourself up and then failing. Well, that can be an inherited pattern, right? Of not feeling good about taking care of yourself. So people like that are usually people pleasers
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they get their worth from helping everybody else, Right. And so it's hard for those people to take action to do what's good for them. I mean, there's a huge block. Yeah. So it's that up and down, like I'm going to do this and then I don't. Right. It's a really good way to, and that's a cellular level.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and we aren't aware of them. We have to become aware of our behaviors to go, oh, well, maybe it's more than just that. Maybe there's a reason why I can't do it. And it's not really my fault. It's not their fault either, but it really is an awareness that comes to us that, hey, wait a minute okay, I'm going to be a little bit nicer to myself and let, uh, let's do a work around it, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think in this time, that's something hard for people is we're stuck in the anxiety and the overwhelm. And I know for me, I can be really hard on myself. And so she, when things aren't going like as you want them to, like right now, yeah. everybody just feels stuck. Mm-hmm. So how do you have any suggestions on how people can kind of manage the situation that we're in right now and like kind of shift our emotions in the right direction.
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's dissect that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because us wanting to manage the situation is a need to control. Right. That doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of the reason why we are in anxiety and fears because we have no control. Exactly. That's- so I, <laughs> right. Okay. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. See, this is an awareness. Mm-hmm. So I really think this downtime, I broke it down into two categories. Okay. One of the COVID-19 lessons is, and this is through numerology, Mm -hmm. all right? And it's that it's wisdom through isolation. I like that. Right? And I encourage my clients to really ask themselves, you know, what does my soul need right now? Right? Pause. Take three minutes. Pause with yourself. Be with yourself. Right? And then the other thing is it's success through collaboration. Success through collaboration and cooperation. Right? Right? So both of those is around releasing control. Now, that's easy for me to say, but I'll, so I'll tell you how it showed up for me. I live in Los Angeles. I live literally 10 minutes from the beach with no traffic. Okay. Do I go to the beach that often? No, I don't. Okay. But as soon as our governor said, no beaches, they're all closed. Oh that's my you gosh. Go. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like I got to be able to walk on the water. Like it was just like crazy. So so it's going to hit us all differently, yeah. right? But it's really learning to be flexible and learning to be, okay, well, what is the other paradigm that I'm going to be stepping into? And can I do it without having to know what that is? Yeah. So my big thing would be just let go of having to know and yeah. let go of what, what the way it was. Right. Because when we do that, right, and it's literally you can just move your arms around your head and said, I'm letting go of all those old ways. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That is one thing that I've been having to like tell myself is like let go of how things were before Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. not how they're going to be now and you just got to deal with it
0: (laughs) and you can yeah because when we let go that's when our guardian angels that's when our intuition can be activated and we can get those new ideas and those new thoughts Mm -hmm. and this is the thing if you're someone hope that's very intuitive and you are by the way When we get those intuitive hits or those downloads or however we want to call what you know, I call them promptings because I think a prompting is free will. You have a choice Mm -hmm. whether you're going to take action on it or not. Right. But what gets confusing for people is they think if they get that idea, they have to implement it right now. And see, in time and space on the other side of the veil, it's not our time. There is no time. And so my suggestion is for all those that get these hits right now, first of all, congratulations, because that means you're out of your space. I mean, you're out of yourself, so to speak, and you can receive them. Is to Just write them down. Yeah. Because it might not be this moment, Mm -hmm. but it might be the wisdom from this moment that you will use in in a bit. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what is the balance for you? Because this is another one I struggle with. What is the balance between staying out of, like, the negative thoughts that creep Mm -hmm. up, especially in a situation, but then also, like, having a realistic – Mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like, but so knowing the reality of the situation and the things that could potentially happening, mm-hmm. could potentially happen, but then mm-hmm. not turning that into negative thoughts and negative. Do you know what I
0: mean? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you a far extreme example. Okay, so bear with me here. <laughs> all right, when we suffer from anxiety or the need to control or people please then we have a need to take everything to the worst case scenario and then back out of it. Right. Because then we know nothing's going to catch us off guard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So with that preface, a lot of people have been very concerned, and I, and I understand this, okay, about people dying, all right, and about losing loved ones and not being with them when they're passing, right, or not being able to do that. And my heart goes out to them. So the far extreme is this. We choose our time of birth and we choose our time of death before we ever hit planet Earth. So these people that are passing right now, it's their time, Mm -hmm. okay? And knowing that takes an element of fear, okay, around the unexpected. And then the flip side is because I have that gift of seeing because I've worked with the other side so much in the work that I do is family comes to greet them. So if you're not right there, with them, which is really about the experience we want with them, all right, as well as wanting them to be taken care of, just know that even when we are around, their ancestors are with them probably a good week before they actually pass. That's awesome. It's really awesome. And it's really about, it's that transition. They never transition alone, not ever. Yeah. Family that they didn't even know they had, but they knew before they came, come to greet them. So nobody is going through this alone as they pass.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And speaking on that, I want to back up because you talk about work on the other side. How did you get into this? So where did this intuitiveness come from? How did you get into this field?
0: Well, it has been a journey for me. I was born being clairaudient and clairvoyant. I have, you know, the different clair gifts.
1: Did you know that when you were little? Mm -hmm. I did.
0: Really? It was a burden to me. Hmm. I used to literally would pray to God, like, I don't want to be this way. Please take them away. Like, I felt cursed. And if you, if you know about scripture and that, that puts me into this like evil thing, right? Right. Well, I didn't do anything to be born this way, Mm -hmm. right? And so it wasn't, it wasn't a fun experience. I must tell you that. But at the same time, it really, it's for a purpose. So I'll give you a, a brief scenario. I used to have a set of guardian angels who would I was really frightened as a little girl because I did see spirits and I could hear. And so going to sleep was like, like hard for me. Okay. Uh And I had very supportive parents, but you have to know that they also wanted to protect me. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't mocked. Right. And since they couldn't relate, it's just something we didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I have had this guardian angel that would come to me at night and she, to me, looked like an Indian. And so I had this fascination with Indians, okay? No. American Indians, oh, like Indians, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would create—I call it like a, a visual, like a panoramic diorama, so to speak. And she would put a teepee up, and th- she had this little family, and and then she would play music or sing me to sleep, okay? Oh my gosh, it was amazing, amazing, right? And as I got older, it's—I never forgot about the experience, but that presence in my life—it shifted. Okay, and for a long time, I suffered from depression for a long time. With each child, I would go into a deeper depression, and I didn't understand what was happening to me, so I became a bit numb, right? Then I started getting into holistic things and really loving, like really nutritious food, things like that, okay? And I was out in my backyard one day, and I was just getting vitamin D because I was very lethargic, and I knew I was lacking in vitamin D, and I hear this voice. She said, Lisa, it's me. And And it was her. It was her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That gives me goosebumps. That's Right. And so I started on this path of, okay, why am I the way I am? And I started just, if I was told to go learn something, I just did it. I didn't second guess. This is really important around, around life purpose, because what comes easiest for you is a life purpose, yoga, nutrition. This is who you are, honey. Right. Now, if you went off, and try to be a virtual assistant to everybody. You'd be really good at it, actually. But it's not a life purpose for you. Right. But we get hung up that we have to do something that isn't easy for us. Right. I never intended to have a business. Not ever, ever. I just wanted to learn like how people get better in a holistic way. That's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to help myself. Yeah. One thing led to another. And I decided to kind of work on a few clients, a few people, a few friends. Well, they kept sending people to me and I literally realized, Oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And then on one of my, when I decided that I was going to be more official about it, but still not a business. Okay. I was just going to give my service away. Okay. <laughs> I could be of service. I right. had the gift. Well, I had to go through that trial of waking up exhausted, mm-hmm. right? Because there wasn't an exchange of energy there. Right. That one taught me a lot. And also this is where, It was an, uh, I mean, I literally hope got down on my knees and cried with joy. Okay. Because I had ancestors coming to me during these sessions. And it was like this, uh, I still get emotional. Like I had this uh aha, like, thank you. This is why I can help. This is what I can do. And so I had developed this method of being able to do what I do, whether I had the gift or not. Yeah. Okay. But the gift allowed me to bring healing on a different level to a client, where an ancestor ancestor might be saying, "I'm sorry," mm-hmm. right? Or they've got some message, or guardian angel wants me to tell them something. Then I'm I'm now working on all sorts of levels in helping my clients. Mm-hmm. That is that a long story. No, it was great. Very, and yeah. You
1: have, I mean, you have a story that needs to be shared. That's amazing. <laughs> Because I listen a lot to Gabby Bernstein and she talks about, you know, your spirit guides and your guardian angels and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Do you have any any way to like really tune into that or is it something that just kind of happens?
0: It happens as you practice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I do certify people in what I do. Do you really? mm -hmm, I do. And I started doing that because I just realized that there are people like me that felt like they have this something more in the world to do, but they didn't know how to do it. So if I could teach them what I do, then they could develop these gifts on their own too as you do it. But as you begin to trust what you're doing, whatever, it's decision-making, right? Now I have, I'm clear audience, so I hear them, right? But if somebody didn't hear them, okay, then you would want to be looking at the signs around you. Okay, ancestors, this is really funny. You'll like this. (laughs) Somebody said, my mother comes to me in a hummingbird. Let's rephrase this, right? Right. Your mother is not in the hummingbird, (laughs) but your mother brings the hummingbird for you to recognize Uh that she is around. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay? Yeah. But they do bring animals to um, us to remind us of who they are, that they're around you. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to those that come around and then pause and say, ah, do I feel you? And oftentimes that feeling will be a goosebump feeling. Mm -hmm. It can be a like that feeling of love, right? Well, they're probably right next to you, putting their arms around you. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that.
0: That's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: Tell me where people can find more about your, because you have a lot of really incredible programs that you offer.
0: You can go to my website, Lisa at Lisa Thomas Energy Healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll put links to that. And that's, yeah. and I do
1: have another, I like to ask this question to everyone. And you just kind of talked about your purpose and your life's purpose, or what is the most important thing they can do to live with purpose?
0: Be true to yourself. Really, if you're not true to yourself and you're not in integrity with yourself, then you can't live a life of purpose. You can't. So if you make a promise and you make a commitment, whether you want to do it or not, you do it. Okay. And it's by doing, living that intentional, purposeful life will allow the universe to bring you other opportunities to guide you that way, in that direction. Mm -hmm. But when we're not true to ourselves, we can never be true to other people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And how do we, how do we find that truth?
0: through experience, mm-hmm. like through your daily actions, right? Mm-hmm. If you tell your kids you're going to take them for a walk, take them for a walk, Yeah, right? Don't yeah. say, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll do it tomorrow. Right. That's what I mean. Like it's in everything that you do. Yeah. You tell your mom, you're going to call her, call her, yeah. right? Be considerate and also learn to self-regulate. We have to regulate who we are. If we need a timeout, take it to timeout. Say, yeah. hey, everybody, even if it's going to the bathroom, Right. Mm-hmm. Go lock yourself in the bathroom. Right. It's for an hour. Right. Yeah, but We have to regulate because yeah. when we get into the victim mode that life is making us crazy, we can't live a purposeful life. Right. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Is yeah, that no, you know, for, for sure. It
1: totally does. It's okay. great advice. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. And thank you, Lisa. Thank you for taking yeah. time out of your day and sharing. This is like such enlightening wisdom. Like I love it. So I know everyone else but, is going to love yeah. it too. So Good. thank
0: you. You're very welcome.
1: Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Padrazza, or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.